G'day, welcome to Stat Stuffers. As always, I'm your host, Ramiz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Dylan. How are you? I'm good, Ramiz. How are you? You know what? I'm tired. It's been a big week, and obviously you've got a big weekend coming up, as as do I. Uh, we've both got kind of big weeks coming up. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. So because of that, we're not doing our regular episode, or partially because of that. We wanted to do kind of like a recap of the season so far. Technically... At the end of this week, as of when this episode comes out, we will have hit the quarterway mark of the season. Roughly, most teams have played 15, 16 games so far. Obviously, the shortened season, 72 games. So, 18 games is the quarterway point. So, we're almost there, actually, which is weird to say because everyone's like, oh, yeah, the season just started, right? Yeah, I mean, it does feel that like, it feels weird that we've gone so quickly through all this. Like, I look at the records and I'm like, how have they played 16 games already? Where has this gone? But yeah, it is it is strange to see. Yeah, um, but I guess a good thing about it is, like, kind of from now, or, we, yeah, from the next couple of weeks, we're kind of just going to know what teams look like, you know? It's not going to be, oh, their chemistry's a little bit off, or they're still adjusting to this new system, whatever. In a couple of weeks, we're going to know what these teams actually look like uh, for going for the rest of the season. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to take a look at some of the biggest things from this season so far, as well as our award picks, but let's get started just talking about some of our contenders. Dylan, do you want to talk about who your contenders are for champion? So right now it's pretty simple for me. It's the Nets and the Lakers yeah. as uh, as my contenders. Um, I mean, the Lakers are the best team in the league right now. They're the reigning champs. They got better from last year and, they, and they're playing like it too. Even though, you know, AD's sort of taken his foot off the gas so far this season, the Lakers are still the best team in the league. And then the Nets, just with that that trio there, obviously that big three, I mean, they have to be favorites in the East right now, I'd say, even with even after the two games or three games uh, that we've seen so far out of them. Yeah, I mean, obviously we saw yesterday they lost to the Cavs with their big three, but probably a bit of an anomaly. Colin Sexton is not going to be doing that every game, but maybe he will be, because does Colin Sexton wear Kyrie's number? Old number. He does. He wears two, That's which is very excellent. cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I fully agree with you in terms of Lakers Nets. They're my two contenders. I don't see, um, you know, I it's weird to discount the Heat since they made the finals last year, but they've had a bit of a slow start. I'll believe the Bucks when I see them perform in the playoffs. I think the Celtics and Pacers are good, not as good as the Nets, Raptors, a couple of these other teams. They're just not really the conversation would be, and you know, out of the West. I don't see anyone being in the Lakers. I just can't. It feels like LeBron still isn't trying, and yet they're fantastic. Yeah, I mean, there's a the yeah the East has more question marks, but out West it seems almost like certain that yeah. the Lakers are going to come out of the West, barring any sort of injury. Um, the team you did throw out there is the Sixers in the East, which could they're I think they're the most interesting outside of the Bucks. Um, you know, a lot of people would have Bucks as contenders, but I'm sort of out on the Bucks. I just don't think they have the perimeter play alongside Giannis. That's like championship level. Yeah. But the Sixers have Embiid, who we'll you know talk about a bit later. He's on a tear, and the Nets don't have anyone really that could guard Embiid or a lot of the Sixers' size. So they're interesting matchup wise. They don't have the talent that the Nets do, but then again, I don't think any team in the NBA does. No. Um, so, yeah, the matchups are interesting for the Sixers. And, you know, they've been very good so far. They might, I think they're the first seed in the East right now. Um, 
so yeah, we'll see. You know, obviously the Sixers haven't proven much in the playoffs, much like the Bucks. But uh, yeah, I, I keep an eye on them for now too. Yeah, with the Sixers for me, it's kind of like I feel like they've got enough weaknesses that could definitely be exploited by not necessarily a great coach, but just by great players. Like I feel like Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden are good enough to exploit any weakness they see. I don't know if... I mean, Steve Nash is probably a very, very smart coach. I don't know how great of a coach he is. Um, but, you know, obviously he was two-time MVP for a reason. He's definitely a very, very smart player. Um, so I feel like that team is just going to know how to really exploit weaknesses. And the Sixers, you know, even though we say they did correct some of their weaknesses, they still do have some issues in terms of shooting. Danny Green always sucks in the playoffs. It's just a fact. Uh, I'm sure Tobias Harris will regress a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I doubt Seth Curry's going to continue to shoot 60% from three for the rest of the season. The only kind of consistent factor with the Sixers that I see, you know, actually maintaining is Embiid's tear. And again, like you said, we'll talk about that later. Uh, yeah, that is fair. I mean, obviously, and also, you know, who to Curry and Green sort of guard, you know, you're right, Green you know, turns pretty ancient in the playoffs, it seems like, every year. He slows down and doesn't hit shots. Um, so, yeah, I've, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying the Sixers are going to... They've definitely got weaknesses, you're right. I'm not saying they're going to beat the Nets, but I think they're... Yeah, with Embiid, he's just such a dominant force inside that I don't think the Nets really have anyone to counter with. Like, DeAndre Jordan's tall, but he's not really... I don't think he can hang with Embiid in a seven-game series. Um, no, not at all. But... um. Yeah, just you know, there is still some competition out east, but I think the Nets and the Lakers are the only two real contenders in my eyes. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'd be kind of remiss if we didn't throw out, um, you know, at least the Clippers. Obviously, last year's title favorites for a lot of people, they're looking better. I guess I mean they they look the same as they did last season. So it's kind of like another situation of like I'll believe it when I see it in the playoffs. But at the very least, they're not talking as much trash, and they're going under the radar, which is probably a very good thing for them. Because obviously, they were the most hated team in the league last season. Now that they're under the radar, they could come out and shock a few people. Yeah, they're definitely under the radar at the moment. Um, what are they? They, I think they might be tied for first. Uh, or they were tied for first in the West. So yeah, they're, they're 11 and 4 at the moment. Second. Yeah. yeah, they're 11 and 4 at the moment. Um, they're definitely... Yeah, they're definitely looking like a, a good team, but yeah, it is that playoff sort of, we'll see what we get out of PG and, you know, the rest of those guys in the playoffs. For sure, for sure, yeah. Um, yeah, I, no one else out West really, really intrigues me. I Like, I obviously like the Suns, but I feel like they're a year away at least. If if Even if they continue playing like this, the Jazz, again, I'll believe it when I see it. Warriors, I just don't think have the talent. Nuggets have looked kind of bad this season. I'm sure they'll pick it up, but they don't have the defenders to really stop LeBron or AD. Yeah. I, Mavs are maybe intriguing, but like, I'm just listing teams at this point and none of them really have a chance. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so. Either. I think the Lakers have got to unlock out first. All right. Uh, anything else you want to say about some of our contenders? Anyone else you want to throw in the mix? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm starting to think that Giannis made the wrong decision with the Bucks. I'll just throw that out there, but um, yeah. we're signing that extension. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. If you had to make one dark horse pick to be a genuine contender, like actually eat, beat beat either the Nets or the Lakers to make it to the finals, who's your pick? Um, 
I don't know. I feel like I feel like Dark Horse. We'll go the Heat. Okay. <laughs> they haven't been great. They haven't been great to start the regular season, but I think this is a playoff team anyway. Um, yeah. They've got yeah. lots of defenders to throw on the Nets guys. Um, the yeah scoring points shouldn't be too much of an issue when the Nets can't defend anyone. Um, so interesting matchups there, but yeah, that'll be that's my dark horse just because you know let's go the Heat. Yeah, I mean for me it's kind of like I I kind of almost want to say the Celtics because like positionally it's weird because like every guy on the Celtics kind of matches up really well to a guy on the Nets. It's just the Nets have clearly more talent. You know, you've got Kemba Walker versus Kyrie Irving with Kemba, with how Kemba Walker has looked and like been injured and all that sort of stuff. I'm leaning obviously more towards Kyrie when in that matchup. Um Who's who's your shooting guard matchup? I guess it's Marcus Smart versus James Harden. Marcus Smart probably. Or Jalen Brown. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Brown, James Harden is a better probably matchup comparison sort of there. Yeah, again, it's like talent goes to the net. KD Tatum. Tatum's great, but obviously KD. Um Yeah. Daniel Tice, I would say, is probably better than DeAndre Jordan. Uh yeah, Tristan or, Thompson. Wait, he's also Tristan probably Thompson. better than Yeah. I I guess is also better than DeAndre Jordan. And they've got more depth. Uh, right now, and, and plus Marcus Smart, yeah, as a as a swing guy, you can chuck on Kyrie. Yeah, and Joe Harris. I mean, you obviously can't leave him open, but there's plenty of competent defenders who can handle him. Yeah, I mean, it is. You're right. They they, they do match up probably the best out of everyone in the East. Um, they are they are an interesting matchup, and they've been they've been solid so far. Uh, the Celtics, so obviously missing a huge chunk of games, but um, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, thing. yeah. All right. Um, let's move on to some of our kind of disappointing teams this season. So, I'll, I'll start us with one that we both seem to think, and that's the Wizards. So the Wizards are three and eight. I think you and I both. Oh, I definitely had them picked as a play-in team. I believe. Did you? Have I think them? I had. I had them as a playoff team. I think. I'll, I'll check out. I think I had them. I think I'll I had them as the eighth seed. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the Wizards three and eight. Uh, obviously, a bunch of injuries, a bunch of COVID, sort of disappointing out of what we have seen when they are full strength. Um, start of the season, will they start 0-5? I think so, something like that. And uh, haven't and been 500 since then. Um, yeah, no, it's just been a terrible season for the Wizards. They're going to miss Russ for a month or something. Beal's trying his hardest, and but yeah, it's just yeah. a bit of a sour situation in Washington at the moment. Yeah, you had them as your seventh seed. I had them as my eighth uh, going into the season. Um, yeah, and like you said, no Russ, no Thomas Bryant. Uh, Thomas Bryant out for the season. Save Beal, hashtag save Beal. Is that a thing now? Is that something? Free Beal, yeah, Free for Beal. sure. Yeah. I mean, he's been linked to the Nuggets, weirdly, for I don't know how many years now. But yeah, that's, that's <laughs> something. Um, look, there's definitely a deal out there for Bradley Beal. You, in fact, you even made a... Uh, trade machine thing uh, yesterday. Do you want to share that? Yeah, right. Um, let me just pull it up real quick. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, uh, we'll talk about them a little bit later, but I think Sacramento could be possibly a trade partner for um, for Bradley Beal. Yeah. Give up Buddy Heald, Marvin Bagley, two firsts, one of them with a top five protection and then a pick swap, another first pick swap. Yeah, and I, I, I kind of threw back at you. I think maybe a little bit more draft compensation, but, you know, that's yeah. putting hairs. 
Yeah, I think that's yeah, it's, that's the basis of something anyway. Um, yeah, I'll, t- I'll talk about the Kings a bit later in this episode, but um, yeah, I think that could be a potential deal. But you're right, there's yeah, Bradley Beal could go anywhere pretty much. Um, he's got he fits into pretty much any offense in the league. I think the Sixers are another uh, option that you know they'd try and go get him. Um, so yeah, there's definitely a few options out there. But yeah, I think it's I think it's time to save Beal. Question. Would it be possible to get him to the Nets? Uh, I think <laughs> salary, salary rise? rise. I think they can. I'm not not including Kyrie. <laughs> yeah, it'd be it'd have to be Harris and Dinwiddie. Uh, which I think is, if I remember, I think Hold that's twenty six. Yeah, what's Beal's contract? Right uh, I actually don't know Beal's. Let's let's find out. So Bradley Beal's is twenty eight. So that is definitely doable. There, let's. Sorry, I'm just firing up the good old trade machine here. I think uh, I think the money works. I think the money does work, but they have no draft compensation. <laughs> yeah, Joe Harris, Spencer Dinwiddie is 27. Um, Bradley Beal is 28, so that can without question happen. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure what else you give them. I don't think the Wizards are super like. I don't think they're dying for TLC or Bruce Brown or Landry Shabbat. Um, no. <laughs> Look, I mean, it, it'd be fun, you know. Actually, no, it ruined the league even more so. I was gonna say, if the Wizards just wanted to ruin the league, that'd be the move, you know. Yeah, I mean, you um, really just like let the Nets take over for a few years, and then it's like, all right, that's done with. We're good. <laughs> What's like, we don't need to worry about now? Yeah, <laughs> the Wizards just sort of like reemerge from the apocalypse with three top five picks, and yeah, you know, just <laughs> take over the league. Um, yeah, I don't, I. We're talking about three ball handlers. I don't know how Bradley Beal fits into all that, but um, you know, obviously, I I highly doubt that's a trade package that's happening. <laughs> no, no, I I very much doubt it as well. But yeah, I mean, we spoke about the Wizards. I think last week, so we won't dwell too much on them. But yeah, um, we might we might put together another GMs DMs in the next couple of weeks and talk about some Bradley Beal trades then. Um, but yeah, for for now, the Wizards have been disappointing. Maybe they can pick it up a little bit. But I doubt it. I, I very I'd, much see them as like a right now of thirteen to fifteen seed, which is sad because we both had them as playoff teams. Yeah, um they're missing two of their top three players for the rest of the, well, not for the rest of the season, one of them for the rest of the season and one for an extended period of time. So it's gonna be it's gonna be rough in a in a pretty competitive East at the moment. Um yeah. I feel like Biden's next executive order should be freeing Bradley Beal. Um <laughs> I think that needs to happen. <laughs> All right. Um, what about a? Uh, sorry. What do you have? Another disappointing team you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, the Blazers are a bit disappointing to me. Even though right now they're eight and six. Um, I don't know. I just expected more out of this team. They're not blowing me away by any sort of any means at all. Uh, especially their wings are disappointing me in Derek Jones Jr. and Robert Covington. They're just not producing anything offensively. Uh, I don't know what they're averaging. It's I think it's like six points each. It's pretty yeah. rough at the moment for those two. I mean, Dame's turning it on. DJ's out for a month with a foot injury, which is not great not for helpful, them. Because he's been their um, best player so far this season. He's been on an absolute tear um, so far this season. And obviously, Nurk is out for... How long is Nurk out for? Another I month, was, I think? Uh, five, six weeks, I think. Yeah, so potentially you know, a month and a half. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're missing two starters on... Thankfully, a deeper team, but still, 
you know, a team that's already struggling on offense. Um, yeah, they, they could turn downhill quickly, but even so far, you know, Nurk hasn't been great. They're, obviously, their wings haven't been great. Their benches had, well, Gary Trent's had some moments, but, um, and Dame hasn't been the MVP form that we both thought he could potentially achieve this year. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, they're, just, they're, they're decent, but they are a bit disappointing to me. Yeah, I mean, it, it is disappointing. It's weird because they are eight and six. They are the sixth seed, but, and you and I actually predict the, predicted them as our fifth seed and they're tied for fifth but you know that feels like it's false it feels like they're a false fifth seed it feels like at any moment they're gonna just drop like a stone and you know four to nine seed yeah i mean yeah if you'd asked me where i think they were without looking at the standings i would have i wouldn't have put them in the playoffs right now no just on base i feel like they're playing yeah i yeah no i probably would have put the 10th 11th sort of range just based on how they're playing but yeah um, they have been disappointing, but mostly because I think we just had higher expectations of them. Um, you know, we obviously expected Dame to be amazing. I mean, we expected CJ to be good, and he has exceeded expectations, uh, at least for me. Um, but yeah, no, we expected more out of Nurk and Roko and, you know, everyone that you just mentioned. It's They're disappointing kind of based on just expectations, but were those expectations yeah. unrealistic in the first place? That, there is potential for that. Um, I think Nurk's been disappointing no matter which way you cut it, but maybe I expected too much out of Rocco and Derek Jones Jr. Um, yeah. That is, that is for sure. Um, yeah. What about you? Do you have another disappointing team? I do, actually. And my other disappointing team is the Raptors. See, I mean, you weren't as high on the Raptors as I was. Uh, I had the Raptors, actually, as my fifth seed. You had them as your sixth, but uh, kind of the way we ordered it makes my fifth seed seem even worse than it actually is because I had them above like the sixes and the paces. Um but yeah, the Raptors are five and eight as of when we're recording this, they're five no five and nine, sorry. Um and just have not looked like themselves. They're just not it feels like they're just not in games. And we've spoken about the Raptors before. Um but it really just feels like they're not the same Raptors. They're just kind of playing basketball as a kind of met team they're never really in games they're not really kind of um you know they're not the comeback guys they're not gonna put you into like a hole and just like run away with the game it just feels like every game is just like i mean they could win and then when they get down that it's like well no they can't anymore yeah i think they're really starting to see how unfortunately siakam isn't a number one option on a great team um, at the moment, and even I don't know, Fred Van Fleet's been a bit disappointing so far. I haven't, I haven't really seen anything out of him that makes me go, he's worth that contract that he got. Um, yeah, it is, it is. You know, obviously, I, I was, you're right, I was, you know, not as high on the Raptors um, as you going into the season. I didn't think they'd be this bad, but so far they just have been. I mean, they have been in some close games. They've missed a couple, you know, game winners. Um, which you know they could potentially be seven and seven right now, I guess. But yeah, you, you know those are shots that you need players to hit, and they don't really have the players to hit them right now. Um, it makes me yeah, it makes me think what sort of direction this team's about to head in. Um, I, I could potentially see them start shipping off pieces very soon. Yeah, but like even then, it's just like who do they ship off and for whom, like. Um, what I'm thinking is, I don't think Pascal Siakam is the best player on a championship team. I'm not even sure if he's the second best player on a championship team. Because, 
go back to the Raptors championship, Pascal Siakam was their third best player. Same, you know, he, he might have outplayed Kyle Lowry at times, but Kyle Lowry was the second best player on that team without question. Pascal Siakam to me is a third option. Kyle Lowry is no longer a second option. He's, I think, a bit too old. I think, and by the time they actually get another first option, in Kyle Lowry will be way too old to be anything resembling that. Fred Finley is maybe a fourth option. So you need a second option and you need a first option, and I just cannot see them getting either of those two things. Yeah, it's tough to see them get sort of any amazing draft compensation um, with the guys they'd be sending off with Lowry, who you're right, is getting older. Um, and, you know, the teams potentially interested in him, you know, don't have a lot of draft picks left, um, at least valuable ones, it seems like. Um, no, and yeah, apart two, from that, I don't... 20 picks, probably. Yeah, I don't really know who you get back. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even really know who else you sent off. You're right. I guess it's Larry's the big one to me. I, f- I feel like Larry, they, you know, if you love them, set them free type of situation. Yeah. We're going to see with Larry. Um, maybe Norm Powell needs yeah. to change the scenery. You know, I he's mean, had like, his up and downs. Boucher and OG, are, you know, they're giving themselves a lot more value. Boucher especially. Um, he's, you know, somehow turned himself into one of the most valuable kind of trade pieces. Uh, yeah. if, if he is on the market. But yeah, I, even then, like, what are you getting for Chris Boucher? Uh, a guy who gives you 18 points a game, maybe? <laughs> yeah, a few blocks, a few rebounds. Um, it is tough at the moment to see what sort of, you know, who, who do you go forward with on this team? Um, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with the Raptors. I've, I, You know, they could potentially turn it around, get back into the playoffs, but... Um, yeah, I'm not real sure what their ceiling is this season. If it's even, you know, do they if they make the play and do they even get into the playoffs, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I was gonna say, oh, surely they make it, but yeah, I'm actually not sure. Really, I think I would pick them over like the Knicks, maybe because the Knicks are still currently in the playoff picture, which is kind of crazy. But yeah, um, I'm not sure if they can beat many of the other teams above them, especially not like. They're, they're no longer in the same category as, like, even the Pacers or Celtics. They're they're in that next tier below, which is weirdly right now the Cavs, Hawks, and Knicks. Yeah, which is crazy to say, but <laughs> yeah. you're, you're completely right. They are with those three teams. Yeah. All right. Uh, now, let's get to some disappointing players here. And you and I kind of went very similar angles here. We both went for our individual MVP picks. I went for Damian Lillard, and you went for Luka Doncic. So do you want to start talking about Luka? Uh, yeah, Luca's been, you know, obviously you're right. We, I had him as my MVP pick, but um, and he hasn't been he hasn't been awful by any means. He's been he's just been a bit slow out of the gates so far, and uh, I wasn't expecting that. You know, obviously a shortened off season. Um, you know, with a guy like him, he probably needs as much time to get into shape as he can get. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I sort of expected him to come out and potentially claim his stake as the best player in the league, and we just haven't seen that so far. No, I mean, he's shooting pretty poorly from three, only shooting 28% so far. I mean, he's not known as a particularly good three-point shooter. He only shot 31% last year, but I don't know. I feel like that's part of his game that people expected to develop. He's scoring fewer points than he did last season. He is getting more rebounds and assists, which is nice, but it's not even translating to wins. I think they're 500 right now, Um, whereas, you know, you and I expected them to be much better. Um, You and I both had them as our four seed actually so yeah um a bit disappointing as a team and a lot of that is on Luca. obviously they've 
struggled with some injuries. Paul Zegers hardly came back. Like he, he hasn't really played to his full capabilities yet. But yeah, Luca has been kind of disappointing in terms of his scoring. Four turnovers a game is pretty pretty rough. It's like he's doing all the same bad things that he was doing last year, but with less of the good. Yeah, um, yeah. Somehow his three point shots dipped. Uh, even worse, you know, he lives off. You know, I wasn't too worried about his three point shot last season, because um, he takes those James Harden type of shots where it, they are tough looks every time. And I thought that he's, you know, he just get more comfortable with shooting with the, with the defender in his face. But uh, it seems to have gone the other way so far this season. Um, but yeah, he's just sort of he's not lighting the world on fire, even though he's got however many triple doubles. He's pretty much averaging a triple double. Um, it's, it doesn't feel like he's been that fantastic no 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 at all um and yeah like i said i went as pretty similar vein with mine in damian lillard so obviously i had him as my mvp pick and his numbers on paper are great like 28 4, 4.7 6.7 but i don't know again it feels he feels a little bit passive he felt a bit slow coming out of the gate it felt like you know he wasn't even the best player in his team for the first 10 games and even then it's a little bit debatable until cj mccollum got injured um yeah, like like we just talked about, the Blazers haven't been as good as we were expecting. So, you know, they're disappointing. Both Luca and Dame are disappointing, but that's because we set really high expectations of them. But unlike with maybe, say, the Blazers as a team, where those expectations might have been a little bit unfounded, these expectations, I think, were very realistic. I think it is very realistic for us to expect that Luca and Dame be top players in the league, like right at the top. But right now, I don't think either of them is even in the top five, maybe not even like top 10. Yeah, I mean, I think I'd still have them both in the top 10, but yeah, neither of these guys are in the top five, maybe even the top seven right now. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, we weren't the only ones making these type of predictions, you know. Um, no, no, not at all. Yeah, so these were definitely, you know, things that people expected of them. And you're right, they just haven't, you know, lived up to what we thought they could potentially achieve this year. Yeah. All right. Um. Anything else you wanted to add on either of those guys? Maybe another disappointing player, if you, if you could think of one at the top of your head. Um. Just quickly, Devontae Graham's been a bit rough. Um. Yeah. So far this season, he's shooting very poorly. Um. So yeah, and obviously he had a great season last year. Uh. So I sort of expected a bit more out of him, but I'm sure he'll pick it up. Yeah. All right. Let's get to some surprising teams. Let's be a bit more positive here. Um, and one team that you and I both have, again, for this one, is the Knicks. And, oh my god, I like the Knicks. <laughs> I love the Knicks. I, love <laughs> I loved the them Knicks, before yeah. they were good. I was on the bandwagon before they got good, Ramiz. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I can't my, claim that. <laughs> I said in my preseason preview, I love this Knicks team. And, by gosh, I love them. Julius Randle's been incredible, Andre. an all-star. Uh, and, yeah, undebatably an all-star right now. The Knicks are currently the seventh seed, the eighth seed right now, um, seven and eight. Which uh, doesn't sound amazing, but it's the Knicks. It's the Knicks. It took them, yeah, it took them twenty-five games to get five wins last year, and it took them like eight this season. Yeah, um, it was. It's been a massive turnaround. I guess Coach Tibbs has been the reason why, but also RJ's been heaps better. Um, yeah, it re- really, it is Randall. He's just been unreal. But they've also just got like professionals on the team now, which is weird to say for the Knicks. I mean, Alec Burks has been putting up big numbers. Austin Rivers, uh, Alfred Payton's been around for a while now. He's a veteran. Um, yeah, it's just like competent basketball players everywhere you look on this team. Yeah. 
sorry, I'm just looking to see uh, where the Knicks have been in the last, like, five, six years. Um, yeah, they haven't been above the 11th seed in the past six years. It, they've been 11, 12, 13, or 15. They've been 15, I think, eight. three times. They're <laughs> eight right now, baby. Let's go. They're eight, <laughs> yes. And they could actually make the playoffs. And I don't know what it is about this team. It's like Obi Toppin has not been amazing, at least from the start of the season. I haven't really been paying much attention he's to barely, last week. He's missed a bunch of time. He's, he's barely played, um, oh, okay. unfortunately. Right. So, yeah. Sorry, I meant RJ Barrett, not Obi Toppin. But yeah, oh, um, yeah, RJ Barrett. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Obi Toppin missed a bit of time. But I don't know what it is. Julius Randle, they just play through him so well. And it's so interesting to see him kind of fill that same sort of role that like a Sabonis kind of does in that, you know, big man playmaker. He's not making the plays per se, but the plays are run around him. And Yeah, like he literally, yeah, he'll run pick and rolls up the top. He'll get at the high post and make passes, uh, dribble handoffs. All sorts of stuff. Um, he, he literally is their offense right now. He's pretty much their, you know, their, he's their playmaker. He's leading the team in assists by a mile. Um, he's just he everything goes through him, and he's like he's playing thirty seven minutes a game. So he's you know he's getting some work in right now. Um, both him and RJ play the exact same amount of minutes for thirty seven uh, minutes right now. They're just um, it's those two guys out there just going at it. It's it's great to see. Yeah. Also, shout out Austin Rivers. Shout out to Austin Rivers. Yeah, uh, I've Shout never been Austin. an Austin Rivers kind of guy. I might be an Austin Rivers guy. <laughs> I mean, he's shooting nearly forty percent from three right now. Oh, I do love to nearly see make, that. nearly making two a game. Um, yeah, obviously had that big game a while back. Who was that against the Hornets? I think where he had he had like twenty straight or something like that. Fourteen yeah, he just straight. Put, he just put the team on his back. He put the game away. Yeah, against the Sixers, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was nuts. So yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> what I, that's what I mean. Just like. Actual NBA guys everywhere. It's, it's great for the Knicks to see. Yeah. Um, and speaking of kind of a guy putting his team on his back, Colin Sexton had a game. And uh, you've got the Cavs list as one of your picks. So do you want to talk about that? Yeah, the Cavs are they're actually 500. It's great. I didn't expect this at all. I thought the Cavs were going to be pretty... You Both, both and I thought the Cavs were going to be bad. You and I. I think we um, both had them as like a 15 seed. No, no, we had the Pistons. I think we had Cavs like 14, 13. Yeah, I uh, was not expecting the sixth seed out of the Cavs at all. Oh, no. <laughs> um, the best defense in the league, randomly. Um, well, not anymore. I think the Lakers overtook them uh, yesterday. But okay. Still up there. But like, still up there. Still up there. I mean, for a team, it's just a weird team right now. Um, as oh, as recording this, by the way, Kevin Porter Jr. just got traded to Houston. Oh, okay. um, I didn't see that. After, after his... Uh, uh, locker room outburst following... Yeah, he's, uh, Tory Prince being given his locker, he was not very happy about that, and he had a bit of an outburst and apparently threw some food at someone, and they decided to trade him away. So he was to the Rockets, you said? To the Rockets, yeah, for a protected second-round pick. I mean, at least he's still in the league. If he got waived, that would have been a lot worse for him. Yeah, and, you know, he's been... Apparently, he had some off-season stuff where he wasn't very well mentally, so I'm hoping he's all right. You yeah. know, hopefully, Houston's a good situation for him. There seems to be a lot of guys on that Houston team right now that can help him out. You know, a bunch of veterans that, you know, may have had sort of similar... Um, struggles, yeah. Struggles with, like, their temper Boogie. and stuff like that. Boogie, Boogie specifically. Even John Wall's been, you know, yeah. he's been a boisterous sort of guy. Um, so, yeah, I feel, I feel like that's a great place for him to land. For him. I really do like yeah. that for him, actually. Yeah, um, but yeah, the Cavs have been 
a surprise. <laughs> uh, their offense is the worst in the league. There is that to be said. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, defense wins games. Defense wins championships. I should have put Cavs yeah. as my dark horse because right now they're just, you know, they're going out there, they're getting stops, and then yeah. Colin Sexton is pulling them through. Um, unfortunately, yeah, if it wasn't for Garland and Sexton um, missing a bunch of time, yeah, Sexton and missing a bunch of time, I feel like they'd be better even. So, I don't know. Watch out for the Cavs. <laughs> yeah. You know what's weird? I was watching the Cavs game yesterday. I was like, is that Kevin Love on the bench? Yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot Kevin Love was on their team. That's how good they've been. I forgot that who we thought or who most people would expect to have been their first or second best player going through the season. Just forgot he existed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got his, his street clothes on. Um, Has he yeah, played? Yeah, really. Uh, I think he's played, but I think he's out with a a hamstring or a calf injury. He oh, okay. aggravated a calf You're earlier okay. in the season. Um, reevaluated three to four weeks. Um, that's about three weeks ago, so he should be reevaluated soon. But yeah. I mean, do they even bring him back? Like, why bother? I don't know. <laughs> just let, <laughs> just give Cole the ball and get out the way. I mean, I, yeah. Honestly, he, Kevin Love would be a great trade piece. I feel like a lot of teams would be like, yep, yeah, Kevin Love. He's got a lot of money, though. He's got 31 mil. This year, I told, and, and a lot of years. I think he's got three years left, or, something, or two years left. Oh, okay, least. maybe not actually. Yeah, yeah, he's got a rough contract still. Um, but yeah, Cold Sexton earned my heart forever. Um, against the Nets oh, after that twenty God. point, just oh, the shots he was hitting, like he couldn't get any separation with his dribble. Like guys were just like locking him down, and then he just sidestep three, bang, money. Yeah, it was. <laughs> It was awesome to see. It was just like, well, I can't get past you. I'll just go over you. Um, yeah, he's awesome. I, I love Colts. He's got yeah. such a, like, that determination, you know, that young bull determination. It's it's great. Um, yeah, so I'm all here for the Cavs. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, Andre Drummond, having a pretty good season so far Having a well. pretty good season. He's yeah. definitely a trade piece. Talk about oh, trade pieces sure. on that team. You got Jared Allen behind him? Oh, yeah. I think JaVale's also a guy to look out on the waiver market. I feel like he gets waived sooner Ooh, rather than later. Oh, I can't see JaVale getting waived. You don't think so? Just, you know, one of those guys that's like, they pro- they'll probably get another big back in the in the Drummond trade. Um, I mean, that's three-time chip JaVale McGee we're talking about. <laughs> true, but I feel like, I don't know, I feel like a sneak. There could be some tampering where we see JaVale in the nets. Ooh. They need another big. Ooh, you know, I like that. <laughs> we see him get waved and head to the Nets, head to Brooklyn, get you know four-time champion Javale McGee. Question yeah. mark. I mean, he's, um, he's jumped around to contenders. You know, he went from the Warriors to the Lakers. Um, yeah. I, I bet you wish you had him back on the Nuggets right about now, don't you? No, not really, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Uh, yeah, I think teams could pass on Nuggets Javale. Nuggets Javale. Yeah, no. I mean, he was fun. You, you'll give him that. He was very He's fun. always fun. He's yeah. always fun. But, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So, uh, another team that I have as kind of a surprisingly good team is the Jazz. So, I have the Jazz, I believe, as my seventh seed going to the season. And I think they're currently sitting at, like, third, I want to say. Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're third in the West. Only a game behind uh, the Lakers, half a game behind the Clippers. They're 10 and 4. They've just been way better than I expected them to be. I mean, I guess it makes sense because they just brought their team back and they brought Derek Favors back, who, you know, it's like if he weren't on the Jazz two seasons ago, might have taken a little bit of time to get him to the system. 
but he was on the Jazz two years ago. So <laughs> they're just the same team that they've been the last couple of years. And like, yeah, that's helped them start off hot where a lot of teams have really been struggling with chemistry. Yeah, I mean, they've won six in a row, which is crazy. Um, so ever since being 500, they've just been on a tear. I, yeah, I did not know the Jazz were this good until the last couple of days when I actually looked at it. I mean, I feel like Donovan Mitchell's been disappointing. I did some research on potentially putting his, putting him as my disappointing player. But, like, the Jazz are so good, and he's putting up, like, numbers that aren't dissimilar to last year's that I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll have to keep him off. But um, yeah, just because I feel like the, the Jazz... Yeah, I just feel like the Jazz weren't this good. and I, I haven't heard anything about Mitchell after his massive playoff performances uh, the in the jazz bubble. just go under the radar, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jazz just keep on jazzing along, I guess. Like... They just jazz along, yeah. <laughs> Not, yeah, not much more to say. Didn't know what they were. Didn't know they were a tenant four. That's for sure. Oh yeah, no, I was, I was shocked by that when I saw it the other day. Like, damn, they're actually really good. I think they were the first seed for a day there, maybe. All right. Wow, that top ten in offense and defense. That doesn't That's... surprise me. Actually, weirdly, their offense off... looks kind of scary at times. They're off... Yeah, they're eighth at offense. Could easily, you know, they're point four behind the Blazers at seventh. Wow, the Blazers are good on offense. What the hell? Anyway, Wait, what? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just sort of it's it's you know I shouldn't be surprised, but I am. I can't believe they're this good this early in the season. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, any other surprises? Yeah. Uh, sorry, what were you saying? Uh, I was just going to say the Jazz are usually a team that take a while to get going in the regular season. Um, they usually sort of storm back up into the upper echelon of the West later on, but you yeah, know, they've come out of the gates here. Yeah, they do feel like a slow start kind of team usually, but yeah, no. Consistency, they're, they're carrying on the bubble, so they're a team where it's like their bubble, you know, um, having a short off-season might have actually helped them just because that helped with chemistry. Yeah, I think so, yeah. All right, uh, any other surprising teams or anything you want to just throw in there before we move on? Um, The Hawks are 7-7. Seven and seven tied with the Cavs and 7th in the East, but I haven't watched a Hawks game yet, so I can't say anything about them. I mean, but that doesn't surprise me. We both had them that in is the nine seed. So. That is true, but yeah. All right. Um, let's get to some surprising players here. Um, and oh, as much as I love, you know, beating up on him, Paul George has been playing really well this season. He's arguably uh, been better than Kawhi. Which yeah, I it's... hate to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen a lot of the Clippers somehow. Um, him shooting fifty-one percent from three—is that a typo? Yeah. That I'm looking no, at? he's fifty. He's fifty-one, fifty-one, ninety shooting splits. That's Not a typo. incredible. That's um, ridiculous. He's averaging what, twenty-five, six, and five. Wow, he's got five assists a game. Wow, this is actually crazy. I know. <laughs> is, I felt like this is my first time seeing this. This is like actually, a revelation. Wait, wait. It's twenty-four. 6.2 and 5.6 even. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah, five and a half assists a game. That's crazy. Yeah. Shout out Paul George. I mean, proven the haters wrong. Uh, us included. <laughs> he's kind of, yeah, he's kind of shutting me up right now. He's left me a bit speechless. I don't even know what to say. I feel like I, I need <laughs> yeah. to pay attention to more Clippers games right now. Uh, I didn't notice. I genuinely didn't notice for a while. Yeah. I mean. Because, like, I think he had, you know, he had that weird, he had that bad, like, low light where he just threw the ball out of bounds and everyone's like, haha, George Paul or whatever you call him, uh, Pen- <laughs> or whatever, yeah. whatever derogatory nickname you want to give to Paul George. Um, you know, he was, 
you know, everyone was piling on him on Twitter. I was like, oh, he can't be that good. I haven't really watched much Clippers. And then I actually started, I watched a little bit of Clippers and then I looked at his stats and I was like, excuse me? <laughs> oh, actually, update, a stat update. His uh, splits have dropped a bit. He's at 50, 44, and 88 now. Wait, what? So he must, yeah, 2021. Oh, no, sorry. I'm looking at Kawhi. I didn't realize that. So this is yeah. Kawhi's stats. Okay. I, Kawhi's yeah, at if 20... his three-point percentage fell by 6% in one day, that would <laughs> Rough be Rough game. <laughs> yeah. Rough game. Um, <laughs> Kawhi's at 24, only five rebounds, and also at five and a half assists. What's going on with the Clippers? They must be sharing the rock like crazy. Because, like, Kawhi's not an assist man usually. And it is, you know, Paul George at this sort of it, I think it honestly might just be quarter threes for Batum. He's shooting 44% <laughs> on threes. Batum's weirdly important for this I team, which uh, scares me greatly for their playoff aspirations. But um, Batum's putting up 10 and 5. Like, when did that happen? <laughs> Batum's back, baby. He's going to be stealing um, a half a game. What? <laughs> all right. Th- okay, this is our... Uh, Stat stuff is pledged going forward. We'll pay attention to the Clippers a bit more. Yeah. yeah. Apparently they're really good. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> yep. Very surprising. I mean, so surprising that even though I wrote it down, I'm still surprised by it. <laughs> and right now the Clippers have the best offense in the league. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Uh, so yeah, Paul George, definitely a surprising player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even after you wrote it down. <laughs> All right, have you got a surprising player? Uh, I've got CJ McCollum, as we talked about. He's been the Blazers' best player. Uh, yeah, I uh, did not expect him to come out and average 26, 4, and 5, shooting 47, 44 from 3 on like 10 attempts a game and 84 from the line. Yeah, unfortunately, he's going to miss a bit of time with his foot injury. Hopefully, that doesn't you know, shake him for the rest of the season. But right now, yeah, he's just been the best player. He's hitting big shots. I feel like he's you know, scoring the important points for the Blazers right now. Um, so yeah, he's been, he's been, you know, potentially, yeah, he's not up, you know, maybe at the bottom of the MVP race right now. Yeah. I mean, Dave is still averaging more points, but it doesn't feel like he is. It feels like CJ McCollum has just been like working and just putting in all the points that the Blazers need. Dave's kind of filling in the gaps even where it used to kind of be the other way around. Yeah. I mean, you could make a case that CJ McCollum is an all-star this season if he, you know, is able to come back fairly healthy and the Blazers maybe improve a little bit. I could see Cedric McCollum as an all-star here, um, which would be very surprising because, I don't know, I thought Cedric McCollum kind of just peaked at being a 20, 22-point-per-game guy, probably the third-best player on a championship team, but right now he looks like he could be maybe the second-best player on a very, very good team. Yeah, I mean, I never thought twenty. Yeah, I never thought he'd get 26, that's for sure. Like, oh, no. Um, yeah, if he, yeah, if he comes back and keeps his form up, he's definitely an all-star. I don't think there's much of a debate about it. Um, you know, it's obviously harder for first-time All-Stars to crack the list, but, I mean, it's sort of, with him and Dame going off, it's it's sort of hard to leave him off. He's been, yeah, just unreal. I feel like his points have dropped a little bit since his hot start, but I, I don't know. Was he averaging 30 for a while there? It felt like it. I think so. Yeah. Um, I mean, this year would be a good year for him to get into his All-Star game because, you know, what are your locks? Steph, Dame, Luca. Steph, Dave, Luca, LeBron, AD. No, oh, for guards. guards. Yeah, yeah, just for guards. He's, uh, he's in that same tier with D-Book and um, Donovan Mitchell, probably. 
He's in that That's... category because you don't have Clay like normal. You don't have Harden. You don't have Ross. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. A lot of top tier guards have moved out of the West. Um, yeah, he's with the. He, that's exactly where he is. He's with the, the books and the uh, the, the Mitchells. Mitchells right now. Yeah. So yeah, um, very surprising because he was averaging twenty two last season. Obviously, he had that when he started getting minutes. He obviously became a twenty point per game scorer. But that's what I thought he would always be—just a guy who gives you twenty, like flat twenty. But yeah, yeah. twenty six. Bigger than twenty, I know. Controversial. <laughs> that is that is that is true. That is stats. Stats. Um, I don't know. I feel like he's and you know out of that group that we mentioned, I feel like he's the best player in that group right now. I feel like he's been playing, so. but he's he's been playing better than Book. I'm just looking at Book stats right now. Twenty two, uh, three and four. You know, obviously the team's really good. Um, they're a bit better than the Blazers right now, I think. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. No, I mean, yeah, he will He will be hurt by the fact that he is teammates with Damian Lillard and mm. the injury will hurt him. So I don't think he is going to get an all-star spot, but he he's challenging for it. He's he's in the conversation for sure. Uh, yeah, for sure. All right, uh, let's get to a couple of predictions we have just going forward to the season. Might be a little bit fun, might be a little bit more serious. Uh, do you want to give me your first prediction? Uh, my prediction is that the Knicks will have home court in the play-in tournament. What does that mean, actually? I don't know. I think it means <laughs> they have seven or eight, right? That's how that would work. Yeah, that, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. So that's my prediction. The Knicks will be either the seventh or the eighth seed going into the play-in tournament. Do we know I'm how hit. the play-in tournament works? Uh, uh, I don't, but I think we do. Is, isn't it seven, seven plays ten? Eight plays nine, the two lower seeds have to win twice. I mean, yeah, but like, the seven, it's just weird. Like, seven versus ten, and then if ten wins twice, they get seven above eight? Like, what? I, I don't know. In my head, it yeah. makes way more sense for seven and eight to play. Loser of that plays the winner of nine and ten. And then the winner of that, that w- makes eight. That would make such fantastic sense that I think it would never happen just because of how great of an idea that is. Because I feel like it you're the makes only, sense, right? Yeah. I feel like you're the only person who's ever thought of that, and that makes so <laughs> much sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it's running, but I know that the Knicks are going to be the seven or eight seed. I've declared right. it. I mean, it's happening. I've manifesting it right now. I'm here for the Knicks. I want RJ in the playoffs. I want him to suck terribly in the playoffs, so that next time he's there, he's ready to go. Suck we got to get less. Yeah, I mean, you've got to get the first. You got to get the first one out the way. Always. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if they're seven or eight, you know, they'll probably be playing the Sixers or the Nets or the Bucks or the Celtics. <laughs> I mean, there's a fair few excuses built into those losses. So there's I think it's even better for them. There, yeah. If they if they're the eight seed and they play the Nets, I think that's the perfect matchup for them because they can if just they get, get destroyed. Win, well that's just a championship. <laughs> oh <laughs> honestly, hang the banner. Um because yeah. like, yeah, they just need to get playoff reps in right now. For sure, for sure. I mean, they haven't had any playoff reps in what a decade. Uh, twenty was it twenty twelve or twenty thirteen? Was that last, last playoff? So like seven, eight years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so Knicks, lock him in. Lock him in for your seventh or eighth seed. Do you want to? Do you want to lock it in further? Which one? Seventh or eighth? Hey, let me look at the standings. Um, I'll go eighth. Okay. Yeah, I feel like. 
the Cavs and Hawks drop, the Heat rise, and uh, yeah, that's it. There's your oh no, and we got another spot there. That would put Knicks at seven. Knicks um, at seven. Let's go. All right. <laughs> Knicks at seven. Uh, Cavs, at Cavs at eight. I'm here yeah. for it. I'm I'm with that. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, my prediction is, uh, all Lakers losses for the rest of the season will be by a minimum of six points. And the reason I say this is because they obviously lost that close game to the Warriors. They blew a pretty big lead going into the fourth quarter, which was very, very surprising. But obviously, you know, Warriors did Steph kind of things. Um, But yeah, no, I don't see them losing another close game for the rest of the season. I feel like LeBron has just got to always turn it on come the fourth quarter. So they're either going to, like, win or they're going to lose in more of a blowout. Yeah, I, I don't know if you caught the Bucks Lakers game today just before we recorded this, but LeBron did oh, exactly no. that. He did. Okay, he did not good. let them lose. Um, okay, good. I thought you were gonna say my prediction's already wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, he he hit some crazy shots. Hit some big threes. You know, obviously feeding AD. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I can I can get behind this. I th- at first I thought it was a typo. I thought it was gonna be maximum six points, and I thought that'd be pretty impressive. But I do like your rationale for minimum. Um, yeah, I feel like LeBron. He's on a mission, which I, I wasn't expecting uh, so far. You know, he's played chill, but you can tell that he means business this season. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he's yeah, a you know, sneaky MVP pick, which is weird to say for LeBron, but, you know, sneaky, not a lot yeah. of people not a lot of people talking about it, but I feel like he could definitely snatch it this year. Yeah. Um, also, talking about that Warriors loss, is that the first time they've lost with the lead in the fourth, going into the fourth? in like No, we saw that earlier how- in the season, didn't we? However many games it was. Did they get snapped already? We were talking about it earlier in the season. I think it might have been like one of their first couple of games. I want to say it was like the Jazz. Oh, right. Okay. Maybe. I did. It, happened, it, I remember... it definitely happened earlier. Oh, no. It was the Blazers loss, I believe. Oh, because I remember Something talking like about the record earlier, but I don't remember. I didn't think it was about them losing the record. Anyway. Yeah. Um, um, the Warriors thing was, it was the first time in like who knows how long, where they had a big lead going into the fourth quarter. I think it was like 10-point right. lead at like any point in the fourth quarter and still lost the game. Um, yeah, right. So yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, too. I don't see uh, them losing any more close games. Yeah, no, I I can get behind that. But that's a good, that's a good prediction. All right, uh, do you want to get to your next one? Uh, yeah, I feel like, and I talked about this a little bit earlier, I feel like the Kings might have to start they might start looking at moving on. Um, they've got some pretty terrible stats at the moment. They've got the worst net rating in the league, somehow worse than the Wolves. Um, Hield is scoring, Buddy Hield scoring his fewest points per game since his sophomore season. And yeah, there's just no real direction. They've also got the worst defense in the league. Um, there's just, you know, like, obviously they have a direction. It's to make the playoffs, but they're not close at no. the moment. They are currently. Uh, five and ten, yeah, and yeah, they're thirteenth in the West, and like it sort of just feels like, where is the hope? You have Jared Fox. Where is the rest of your young talent? And it's just not there at the moment. Um, so I feel like we could see a big shakeup going forward, just because like they got close one year. They were the ninth seed. It was like, oh, can they possibly get in? I think this was two seasons ago, but um. Yeah, it just hasn't been there since. Yeah, I mean, and even if you look at their wins, like, none of them 
except for the Pacers one, or the Suns one, it's kind of impressive, but like they beat the Nuggets twice. Obviously, the Nuggets had a really, really slow start to the season. So, I mean, obviously, I give them some credit for that, but it's not like, oh, yeah, Kings are good after those games because the Nuggets were just playing really poorly. They also beat the Bulls, the Suns, and the Pacers. Suns and Pacers, good wins. Bulls, no, not a good win. Or it's a it's a win, I guess. But yeah. no, no, I, don't, I don't see how much credit they deserve for their wins. And yeah, I, I, know. I, I, I agree. I think they really do need to just move on and pick a direction, a new direction, which unfortunately will probably be back to tanking. Yeah. I mean, I'd be more interested in seeing what their losses are like and what some of the teams they're losing to. Because, um, like... I can give you that. Yeah, as if, yeah. It's like, who are some of the teams they're losing to? Let's see. They did lose one of them to the Suns. They lost twice to the Rockets. That was with James Harden, Oof. though. Okay, um, they but lost Harden was by, mailing it in. Yeah, they lost by 31 to the Warriors. They lost by 21 to the Raptors. They lost by 26 to the Blazers. Um... And then they lost by six to the Blazers again. They lost by 38 to the Clippers. Lost by five to the Pelicans. And then another 29 lost to the Clippers. Eey. Yeah, they're just getting killed, though. Yeah. Like, it's 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 rough. And, like, I don't know. Like, what was such a promising young core with uh, Fox and Heald and Bagley um, seems to have just, like, vanished quickly. It's like De'Aaron Fox is standing around, like, pulling a John Travolta, like, where's the help? Like, yeah. what's what's going on? Like, because Buddy Healed, I did not know he was playing so poorly. Like, this far, he's just disappeared. Like, he's averaging like fourteen points a game or something. He's averaging he's averaging fifteen a game on thirty seven percent from three, which is like decent. He's shooting ten a game, but like that's pretty much the only shots he's hitting. Is like he's making four threes a game. That's about it. Yeah, like, it's just rough. I mean, can you? Call it a young core with Buddy Hield. It's like I I think of Buddy Hield as Buddy older than Andre Drummond Hield. <laughs> yeah, isn't Buddy like twenty nine or something? Because he aged extra yeah. year. Yeah, like <laughs> true. He's he's not even young anymore. And Fox is like isn't he twenty four or twenty five right now? So like I mean, that's still you young, but... that is still young. But like you know, we expected him to be in the playoffs at this well, age. He's only twenty three. He's only twenty three. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just. I'm a bit hopeless with the Kings right now. I feel like they need to make a big move. I feel like, yeah, Bra- you know, I talked about Bradley Beal because, you know, what a way to jumpstart your rebuild to get Bradley Beal in there, who's still, Bradley Beal's like 28, I think. He's still young enough. He's younger than Buddy Hield, or at least the same age. <laughs> yeah, but um, what's their ceiling then? Is it just the Wizards? Gross. I mean, <laughs> I feel like it, at least they're not the 13th seed if they get Buddy Hield, if they get um, Bradley Beal, they? sorry. They're better than the Pelicans. They're better than the Thunder. And I don't know. We'll see what happens with okay. the Spurs if they keep this up. They're at least, you know, knocking on the play-in tournament if they get Bradley Beal, which is, you know, closer than they have been the last couple of years. Um, sure, I, I guess, yeah. I mean, they were the ninth seed, what, like two years ago? But Yeah, but, like, apart from that, it's been downhill. Luke Walton yeah. also needs to go. He's killing this team. Um yeah, I, he just. Uh, I, I'm a bit hope, a bit sad for the Kings right now. Yeah. So, but yeah, my prediction is that yeah, they bite the bullet and they shake things up. Okay. So, I mean, you just said that the Kings will be be better than the Thunder. I disagree, actually. I think Shaggy will. If they make better. a build trade, if they make a build trade, even then, half di- I half disagree. Um, 
Because I think Shea Gilgis Alexander will be an all star this season. I think Shea Gilgis Alexander is kind of in that same tier now, or cl- close to that same tier as, you know, Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell. The Thunder are decent, which is a lot more than, you know, we were expecting for them. I think we both had them as our 15 seeds, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think obviously, so, yeah. they're, they're the 11th seed right now, but they're, you know, a game, and you know, they're literally one game out of the playoffs. They could be really challenging for a playoff spot if they want it. And I think a lot of that is Shay. Like, he's just been so good for them. Um, I think kind of like that Chris Paul mentality is maybe even stayed a bit with the Thunder, despite Chris Paul not being there anymore. And Shay has really stepped up and become the first option on that team. 21 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists. That's Those are fantastic numbers. Fantastic, yeah. And Shay when CP was so close while he was there. Um, I, I feel like Shay took every opportunity just to soak up whatever he could. Um, and it's showing, like, yeah, obviously, 21-5-6 on a on a Thunder team, you know, that doesn't have a lot of talent, at least, you know, established talent around it. Um, to put up those numbers is and be this competitive, you know, 6-7s, and sevens, nothing to turn your nose up at. I'm sure the Kings would love to be 6-7 and seven right now. Yeah, um, I'm sure they would, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's been awesome. I don't know if he's... I don't know. I don't think he's an all-star. I feel, I feel like if Shea gets in, CJ would have to be a shoo-in. And like I don't know how that works with all the other guys in the West, but um, true, true. I mean, you can have yeah. like I think a maximum of six guards if you give both of your wild card spots to guards. So maybe not, but yeah, I do like the I like I like the pick though. Like he's been, yeah, he's been unreal. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, shall we get to some of our award predictions now? Yes, let's do it. All right. Let's get to our MVP first. Who is your MVP pick? Um, I've got Embiid right now. Um, he's been an absolute beast. He's averaging 25, 11 and a half rebounds, three assists, and one and a half steals, one and a half blocks. Um, on Absolutely. the best team in the East right now, the yeah. Sixers are 10 and five. Uh, yeah, he's just been unreal. He he's, looks he, he looks determined to come out and put the league on notice. Um, which is you know a great narrative uh, narrative to have for your MVP season. Um, yeah, he just he looks like a beast, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Um, looks unstoppable. Yeah. Um, as much as it pains me, if the season ended today, I would also pick a bead. But I'm pivoting. I'm going for Jokic. I have to go for Jokic. I I just can't. <laughs> I can't not pick Jokic. Um, Jokic everything. Twenty five points, eleven point four rebounds. So same points, same rebounds as a bead. Ten assists. He's fourth in the league in steals at 1.9 per game, which is absurd. That is absurd. (laughs) Bad defender, my ass. But um, (laughs) similar efficiency to Joel Embiid. His numbers are damn near identical to Joel Embiid's, except uh, fewer blocks per game, way more assists per game. But unfortunately, the Nuggets have not been particularly good this season. If the Nuggets were, if the Nuggets had a similar record to the Sixers, this is Jokic's award without question. So I'm still pivoting there. I'm still going for Jokic here. But if the season ended today, I would probably put money on Embiid winning it. Yeah. Um, yeah, this could def- this could be a pick that ages like fine wine, Ramiz. Because if the Nuggets pick this up, you know, they're getting Michael Porter Jr. back soon. Um, Potentially next game, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully that, you know, gets them going. But, like, if they can reach, you know, back up to the top of the West, I feel like he's, yeah, I feel like he would be my pick if the Nuggets were better, that's for sure. 
Because yeah. like he's averaging a triple double with two steals out of the center position. Yeah, it's just, which is ridiculous. It's nuts. Um, and he he's, has been so good. Uh, I can't believe he's still averaging twenty five. I feel like that should have dropped by now, but it hasn't. Um, yeah, his assists he's, have been dropping a little bit. I don't think he's going to continue to average ten assists per game, but he's definitely going to sit above nine, which is still amazing. Yeah, I mean. You can't really go wrong uh, with either of these guys. No. Um, Um, Who who else do you have in the race right now? I'd say LeBron is kind of my only other guy that I throw in there, just because it's LeBron. (laughs) But yeah, LeBron's been great. Maybe KD, maybe. But I feel like KD's got to be up there. He's leading the league in scoring right now. I know, but like that doesn't necessarily mean MVP anymore. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's what that means anymore. Uh, I don't know. I feel like KD is definitely in the race. KD might be like number three for me right now. Okay. Because um, like he's going nuts. If you look at his stats real quick, he's averaging, yeah, 31, shooting 46 from three, which is, whoo, um, yeah, 43 from the field, 86 from the line, seven rebounds, six assists, uh, nearly a block and a half, nearly a steal. Yeah, he's, I, I don't know. I feel like he's definitely definitely number three for me. I don't know. I feel like I could put LeBron number three, actually. I mean, I think uh, the main reason... I, I would have KD at four, I think. But the main reason there is just because the Nets have been slightly disappointing. I thought, you know, they're nine and seven. I would have expected them to be like 12 and four at this point. If they were, then yeah, KD's probably maybe even my first pick. But yeah, the Nets haven't been as good as expected. I guess so, yeah. And, they, you know, they've had a bit going on, <laughs> to yeah, be fair. A little bit. Um, yeah, I don't know if KD... You know, if KD wins MVP with this much talent on his team, I feel like that is something to write home about. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's obviously... that's might be worth an MVP and a half, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but He gives the half to his mum. Yeah, the real MVP. <laughs> exactly. I don't think... Ky- yeah, Kyrie wouldn't be happy about that. Um <laughs> Kyrie would definitely want that half <laughs> MVP. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Kyrie's, uh, sorry, KD's been amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to say about Jokic and Bede is this kind of feels like a Dirk Kevin Garnett thing to me. Does, what do you mean? As in, like, I don't know. It's always kind of debatable whether who's the better player. You know, no one will deny that Kevin Garnett was definitely the better all-round player, obviously defensively in terms of rebounds. But in terms of, like, just pure impact on the game, Dirk was kind of more impactful to me. I I always thought, like, yeah, Dirk, this is the guy. Like, this guy can carry his team to a championship. Kevin Garnett couldn't. I mean, poor Pierce won finals MVP when they actually won. I see Jokic as a Dirk. I see Embiid as a Kevin Garnett. I see that rivalry kind of carrying throughout the decade. Yeah, that's a good comp, actually. I don't know. I feel like I feel like Jokic could be the Jokic. Yeah, Jokic is definitely the Dirk. That's for sure. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I mean, you can't compare Jokic um, to Defensive Player of the Year. True. <laughs> um, that is a good comp. I feel like because these two have definitely been, you know, all credit to Rudy Gobert. They've been the two best centers in the league for a while now. Yeah. Um. And yeah, seeing them go head to head like this this season, you know, Jokic, you know, he's got the offensive game, but Embiid is, you know, no offense to Jokic, far and away the better defensive player. Oh yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that that is a great compromise. I like that. I've never thought about that before. That's a great comp. Thank you. Who's the who's the Tim Duncan? Is it Bam? Who's the, the one who's far and away better than both of them? <laughs> well, it's definitely not Bam if that's <laughs> yeah. the case. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't there think there is yeah, a Tim Duncan. There isn't a Tim Duncan yet. No. <laughs> oh, no. Giannis is the Tim Duncan. Oh, okay. no. He hasn't, well, he hasn't won yet. He hasn't won yet. No. If, we'll if, maybe, maybe a Tim Duncan will come along. Or maybe Tim Duncan two time MVP then. can't replace. That is true. I mean, Tim Duncan's a one of a, uh, one of a kind. I think KG is also a one of a kind. Um, and probably Dirk too, yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, it I don't know. I feel like and Korea, yeah, this has got the MVPs for it. Yeah, um, it he doesn't have the, the he doesn't have the rigs yet. But if he gets a couple yeah. rigs, I'm, I'm happy to say he's the Tim Duncan for sure. All right. Um. So, do you want to move on to our DPOY here? Yeah. Um. I don't know if he's my real pick, but I just sort of want to talk about how insane this is. Miles Turner. Um. Uh, is averaging like over four blocks a game right now, which is crazy. Um, and, you know, he's been just awesome defensively. I mean, averaging four blocks, that's what you'd expect. Um, yeah, he's uh, has an 84% block percentage, which I'll be honest, I don't exactly know what that means, but that sounds very impressive. Um, I think, oh, I'm not sure, actually. Block percentage. What's that? Yeah. Because it wouldn't but, be percentage of blocks defended that he, oh maybe it is shots per- defended at the rim that he blocks. I mean, if that's eighty four percent, that's incredible. That right? sounds way like, too high. To it does sound way too real. high. <laughs> okay, but, I don't like, know. <laughs> um, and it is also above AD in uh, win shares currently, and I only throw that in because I know who you've picked for DPOY. Yes. All right, I've obviously picked Anthony Davis for DPOY. The Lakers are. Number one in the league in defense, and that's Anthony Davis. But here's my main reason why he's uh, defense, Defensive Player of the Year. Because Defensive Player of the Year does not actually go to the best defensive player that year. It just doesn't. It goes to the next best defender who doesn't already have a DPOY. And that's just kind of how it's uh, worked f- for quite a few years. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you, if you look back a few years, it's like... Um, so obviously last year, Yardis won it, but... You know, you could argue Anthony Davis was a better defender than Yardis overall throughout their careers, but Yardis is the best defender who had a great storyline and hasn't won it. So, like, you kind of have to look at the best few defenders and pick which one suits the year, suits the award best that year. And the one who doesn't get it automatically gets a bump for next year. And, like, they even kind of did it with, like, when there isn't a good candidate for it. So, like, say two years ago when Rudy Gobert won his second defensive player of the year, there wasn't necessarily a good new candidate for it. So they were like, okay, let's reuse someone who's already got it. Okay, well, we're not going to pick Joe Kim Noah. We're not going to pick Marcus Gasol. So our kind of options are Kawhi, who already has two, so let's not go him. Draymond. Draymond's a bit of a dick, so let's not give it to him. Go <laughs> <Sure>, Rudy Gobert. <laughs> I mean, and I feel like... That's why Anthony yeah. Davis will win him <laughs> DPOY. <laughs> Thank you for listening to my TED talk. Um, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, I feel like AD could is definitely is probably the favorite right now. I just yeah, wanted to pick Miles Turner as well, which is amazing. Yeah, I just wanted to pick Miles Turner because he's got yeah some pretty crazy stats and four point two blocks per game is I don't know where that ranks all time for a single season, but it's got to be up there. there. Um, um, but yeah, so yeah, block percentage is like 
um, a percentage of opponent two-point field goals attempted blocked by the player while he was on the floor. Oh, my that God. does what? not sound right. Hang on. No, that makes absolutely uh, well, no sense. That would indicate that the Pacers, that opponents of the Pacers take five shots a game while Miles Turner's on the floor. <laughs> uh, let me just check my stats here, people. Are you sure it's not 84% blocks attempted? <laughs> <laughs> do, they get, do they track block attempts? That'd be hilarious. I think so, um, actually. I don't even know how you do that. but uh, Okay, while you do that, yeah. I'm going to tell you about my Dark Horse pick. My Go. weird underdog pick, Andre Drummond, is my Whoa. next pick. Because, like you said, the Cavs were best in the league in defensive rating. They're now second. And Andre Drummond does something that is crucial to defending, and that is gobbling up rebounds. And that's what he does. He gets those rebounds. 10.9 <laughs> defensive rebounds per game, 15.1 rebounds per game, uh, 1.6 deals, 1.5 blocks, shooting not very well. Uh, but, you know, offense doesn't matter here. And then a 97 de- defensive rating, which is best in the league. Uh, that is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he has been fantastic, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, gobbling rebounds is very important. And, I mean, he's definitely doing that. So he's definitely got to be, got to throw him in the mix. Yeah. Uh, did you find um, your stat? I'm trying to find it right now. Uh, advanced. No, it might be a defense. No, that's not there. Alright, I got a few. It's an 11.4 block percentage. Where did I get 84% from? I don't know. I have no idea where you got 84% from. Where's... I... What? It must be... It must be a different stat that you're thinking of. It must be like a... Blocks attempted percentage or something like that because yeah, but four point two blocks per game is most all time for a season. I'm pretty sure. Oh, for a season. Oh no, sorry, no, sorry. That's career. That's career. Career highest is three point five blocks per game for an entire career. I don't know for season, but yeah, I'm not sure what eighty four block percentage means. Something different maybe uh, (laughs) on NBA.com slash stats or whatever, but. Still, a great defender. We will not... De- I won't deny that. <laughs> yeah, I've been... Unreal. That's, uh, yeah, I think, that's what I'm trying to get across. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, I think Miles Turner... No. You find something? I'm looking at it. Percentage... Uh, it's percentage blocks, 84.7%. Okay. Hang on. What? Okay. We're, we're clearly looking at different stats here. <laughs> I'm going to send you this on Messenger. Okay. <laughs> Is that a different stat if it has percent than block? Is that different from block percentage? Potentially. That might be... I just said it on Messenger. What is that? <laughs> what is that? Maybe it that's percent of his team's blocks? Who's second, third, fourth? Oh. Uh, in terms of people who's actually played, Daniel Gafford, Rudy Gobert's third... Mitchell Robinson, Nils Dewell, Chris Boucher, Derek Favors. Okay, so they're all big men, but like... Yeah, obviously. that makes sense to me. I think that would be like percentage of his team's blocks that he has Okay, gotten. well, okay. Hang on, let's do this then. Uh, sortable team stats. Indiana Pacers, blocks per game. Uh, 5.2. Okay, that makes sense. Right? Is that... 
Wait, so he's averaging math. 4.2 here. Let me do the math. Uh, the team's averaging 5.2. He's averaging 4... 4.2, yeah. That's 81%, so maybe not. What's going on? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Miles Turner, very good defender. No one's <laughs> not going to fight you on that. But um, <laughs> with the way that DPOY works, as I was, uh, as I said before, I think Miles Turner is kind of almost next in line. He'll probably get it with the next two years, I reckon. He's going to get the, the AD bump. We might get an AD back-to-back, and then we'll get Miles Turner. Predicting it Ooh. now. Yeah, okay. I could see that. I could see that. All right. Uh, let's get to our rookie of the year. Hopefully, a less confusing stat. Um, <laughs> so, uh, my pick for rookie of the year here is Tyrese Halliburton, as is yours by the looks of it. Yeah, I've got Halliburton. He's just been good. Like, I mean, we were saying, you know, kings need to pick a direction. Halliburton's a direction. He's definitely part of their direction. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, he's just, he's like a pro's pro straight out of the gates. Like, he just, like, he's coming in and playing meaningful minutes on, you know, not a great team, but yeah, he's producing, you know, unreal stats on efficient, great efficiency. Yeah. Also, kind of similar to Paul George, also shooting 51 51, 82 as opposed to 91 with Paul George, but still, 50 50 80 is ridiculous from a rookie point guard as well. Guards Who's like, suck at shooting when they enter the league, they always suck. Most guards suck at everything when they enter the league, but he's just yeah. yeah I mean, in like during the draft, everyone knew he was going to come in and perform right away. I don't think people thought he was going to be this good straight away. I mean, five assists out of the gates is no joke either. Um, yeah, he's just been he's been unreal. But obviously, you know, second in line, potentially first for a lot of people is Lamelo Ball. Um, yeah, you know, doing some pretty crazy stuff. Had a had a triple double already. Been close a few other times. Um, the efficiency isn't there, shooting 40 from the field, 33 from three, 68 from the line, but, you know, averaging 12, uh, 12, six and six, you know, pretty, I mean, great numbers, very impressive. Yeah. Very, very impressive numbers. It's the efficiency that does it for me. It's like Tyrese Halliburton is playing like an actual NBA player. LaMelo Ball is playing like an NBA player who's padding stats a little bit. Um, yeah. yeah. 40, 40 from the field is not particularly good. 33 from... Three, not particularly good. 68 from uh, the free throw line, not particularly good. None of them are like, this is terrible, get him off my team. But none of them are good. Yeah, but like, the Hornets are pretty good when he's out there still, even with the inefficiency. And, you know, the Hornets are, are you know, this doesn't come into consideration a lot of the time, but the Hornets are a better team than the Kings. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I still have Halliburton. He's, he's just been so, so solid, like, straight away. Yeah, and but yeah, uh, Lamelo Ball was my Rookie of the Year pick going into the season. Who was yours actually? Uh, uh, Obi was yours. I'm just looking yes, at that. Right. So yeah. Um. Oh, by the way, we we both picked Anthony Davis as our Defensive Player of the Year. As we, uh, yeah. So we we could be seeing some correct predictions here, which is nice. Um. But neither of us had Halliburton, which is, I I guess interesting because. I don't know. I didn't really have my eye on Halliburton. My my stats didn't show a whole lot about Halliburton. Um, but yeah, no, he's looked a lot better than expected, I'd say. For sure. For sure. All right. Let's get to sixth man of the year. Now, do you want to tell me your pick? Because I like your pick a lot. I got Paddy Mills, baby. Paddy Mills. Let's go. Paddy Mills. Averaging 15 points a game. Yeah, three assists. 
uh, shooting 47 from the field, 45 from three, and 89 uh, from the free throw line. But Patty's just, you know, he's exploded for some big games early on this season. He's had a few couple of 20s, a couple of high teens. Um, yeah, I mean, Patty's just been great. Uh, obviously, got the Aussie connection, rooting for Patty. Um, I'm just hoping he doesn't burn himself out before the Olympics. That's all. I mean, I feel like I he's... read something earlier today saying the Olympics were cancelled. I don't know if that's true. I think I saw sure. Bleacher Report tweet something about it. I mean, if they no. are, that would suck because Australia, yeah, they cancelled by, according to the Sydney Morning Herald at least. Why do you say this? I'm saying that the. I committed. just looked up Olympics 2021. Tokyo Olympics to be cancelled for coronavirus report by the Sydney Morning Herald. So who knows for sure? But um, yeah. Okay, no, I don't know. No, no. I'm, I'm actually seeing conflicting news sources here. Anyway, don't I was going to take... say, I'm, yeah, we'll, <laughs> I'm we'll, saying we'll... a lot of will go ahead and has no plan B. Okay, we will know for sure in the coming weeks. Hopefully, it's still going on because obviously I want to see Paddy Mills. I want to see the Australian uh, team play. But yeah, we're getting some uh, vintage Olympics Paddy Mills in the in the NBA, which is kind of what I think a lot of Spurs fans, a lot of people just have wanted to see over the last few years. They wanted to see... Paddy Mills just go out there and score. I mean, obviously, scoring in FIBA is a little bit different to scoring in the NBA. Obviously, uh, the three-point line is significantly closer, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yep. So, yeah, it's a bit easier for Paddy Mills to put up stupid numbers on crazy efficiency uh, in the World Cup and things like that. But, you know what? He's doing what he does. Yeah. I'm here for it. I'm just... Given the old Aussie boost for Paddy Mills, I think he's, yeah. I don't know. It's a bit like the Miles Turner. I don't know if he'll actually end up winning it. But so far, I think he's, de- he's very deserving. Yeah. Uh, my pick here is actually your preseason pick in Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. I, think he's, I think he's earned it. I really do. 17.6 points, 4.7 rebounds, 2.1 assists. Obviously, we talked about the Jazz being really good this season. I see no reason why he doesn't win it, honestly. Yeah, I think this could be the actual, like, and eventual winner, Jordan Clarkson. He's averaging 18 a game off the bench, which is crazy. And yep. plus five assists. Is that a five assists or five rebounds? Uh, five rebounds. Five rebounds. I mean, it's still two assists. But um, yeah, his job is to go out there and score. And by golly, he does it. He um, does it. Yeah, I think, and you know, obviously that's what we get out of six man a lot of the time is big scoring numbers. So yeah, I think Jordan Clarkson is definitely on his way to winning one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a walking bucket at times when he's out there, and it's scary seeing, you know, seeing your favorite team play against him. For sure. All right, uh, let's get to most improved player here. And my God, I love your pick again because you are so in on this. Julius Randall is good at basketball, <laughs> and God damn it, if he doesn't need to be rewarded for it, he's been <laughs> unreal and like. He's put up numbers like he's put up scoring numbers like this before, but he's never been. It's never like translated to actually good basketball. But this is fantastic stuff to watch. He's averaging twenty-two points, eleven rebounds, six assists. Um, I don't know what that's up from. The assists are way up. I can tell you that straight away. It's up from I think this is a, twenty ten and three. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a career high for rebounds too. It is. Um, yep. Yeah, it's just like. And it's like good basketball. It's good basketball to watch. It's not spin moves into the lane every single time. Um, it's yeah. It's it's great to see. I love it. Definitely the MIP. 
you know, I can see your pick there, but I really don't think there's any other option except for Julius Randle. I mean, to me, it's just because Julius Randle has been very good the last couple of years. So my pick here is Jeremy Grant. Um, obviously, he averaged, I think, like 13 points a game last season. He's up to 25, 6, and 2 and a half. He left the Nuggets because he wanted to be the number one option on a team, as well as play for a black GM and black coach, which, you know, more power to him. But, um, yeah, he, he wanted to be the number one option, and... It, the Pistons aren't good, but he is the number one option. I mean, he got what he wanted, that's for sure. Yeah. In fact, I'd go so far as to say the Pistons are quite bad. But anyway, that doesn't that yeah. doesn't really mean anything for this sort MIP, of award. Not um, as much, no. I mean, in terms of Just raw statistical numbers. jumps, he's yeah. definitely, um, yeah, right now. In you know, in terms of biggest jumps, he's definitely in the lead. Um, and he's been he's been good. He's been really good for them. But um, yeah, I like the pick. But Randall, baby, career highs everywhere. Everywhere you look. Um, one other guy I want to throw in here that also could potentially be the running for six man of the year is Chris Boucher. Um, you know, obviously his mm. numbers have jumped up quite uh, drastically, similar to Jeremy Grant. I just think Chris Boucher is a bit younger, and his scoring numbers aren't as high as Jeremy Grant's, which is why I still went with Jeremy Grant. But I'd say top three are Jeremy Grant, Julius Randall, and probably Boucher. Yeah, um, didn't realize Boucher was averaging 15 points a game and two and a half blocks. Yeah. Uh, that is very impressive. Um, but yeah, he's definitely he's definitely in the running too. Um, yeah, that's um, interesting actually. I, want, I wonder what he sort of turns into Boucher, but uh, yeah, he's definitely in the running. Yeah, and neither of our picks obviously are necessarily contention. Obviously, I had Jamal Murray. He's had a bit of a slow start to the season. Nuggets haven't been particularly good. He's had a... Uh, some elbow problems, and you had OG Anunoby, who's been pretty good, but, you know, I guess not necessarily mind-blowing. No. Alright, uh, let's get to the final award. Uh, actually, do you want to quickly throw an executive of the year to whoever the uh, next GM is? Uh, uh, is it still Mark Spears? No, he's the reporter. Is it still, um, hang on, that's GM. Uh, Sean Marks, that's right. Sean Marks, uh, executive of the year. <laughs> Shout out Marks. Yeah, uh, simple yep. as that. Done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And Coach of the Year is our final award here. And do you want to take this one away? Uh, Doc Rivers has done everything I expected for the Sixers team. He's just made them, you know, he's focused them up. He's got them ready for the bigger picture of competing for a title. And I think he's really spoken to Embiid um, and pushed him to, as we said, the top of the MVP list. Um yeah, I feel like he's just, you know, gotten this team on the same page. He's matured them. He's focused them. Uh, he's done everything that Doc does, and it's 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 good to see. Yeah. Um, I guess for my spiel here, Doc Rivers has done everything that Dylan told me he would do, um, and I didn't believe him. <laughs> so, fair enough. <laughs> okay, I, I can't fight with you on that. Steve Nash has not looked as good as I expected him to as a coach. I feel like he has struggled in certain uh, situations to be like, yeah, to really bring the team home. Obviously, the Nets were kind of not going great for a little while there. Obviously, like we said, they had a lot going on. But yeah, I mean, Doc Rivers has done exactly what you said he would do. Yeah, he wins. I mean, yeah. (laughs) And I feel like there's a few other little contenders in our look. Um, However you say the the Pacers coach name. Bjorken? Something yeah, like. whatever his name is, yeah. um, he's been great. The Pacers have been great. Um, the Cavaliers, uh, 
JB Bickerstaff, is it, for the Cavs? I'm not sure, maybe. Yeah, it is. JB Bickerstaff. Um, he's been great for them. Uh, he's made them very good. And also, Tom Thibodeau has pushed the, pushed the Knicks up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, quite a few picks, but I think, you know, it's like a... I don't know, it's, it's Doc Rivers and then everyone else to me. Right now, for sure. All right. Well, that is it for all of our award picks and our wrap-up of the quarterway mark of the season. We'll do another one of these at the halfway mark of the season and maybe the three-quarter mark. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how much is, there is to talk about at that point. But yeah, um, back to our regularly scheduled episodes, hopefully starting next week. Like I said, busy week coming up, so we will try. Um, but yeah, is there anything else you want to add, Dylan, uh, to anything you've talked uh, about? Uh, no, I think that's it. Alright, well, if you have enjoyed this episode, please leave us a like on YouTube. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating or a review. You can follow us on Instagram. Uh, sorry, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at StatStuffers or Instagram at Stat underscore Stuffers. You can email us at StatStuffers5 at gmail.com. Other than that, thank you for listening. Peace.